You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. And it's time for the breaking news. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of breaking news today. The biggest thing is Ben Roethlisberger was placed on the COVID list due to contact tracing. Uh, He was around Vance McDonald. He actually sat next to him on an airplane. So, I mean, someone that was sick all week knowing that some of these guys came up COVID. I don't think it was the best idea to have them sit by your franchise quarterback where your season hangs into the balance. But that's what happened over in Pittsburgh. And uh, there's about five players that were placed on the list. Vince Williams and Ben Roethlisberger were the two big ones, as they are starters and definitely have an impact on the game. So we'll see what transpires. But they're testing negative, so it looks like it won't be a big deal, and they'll be able to play. The really big news of the last couple days is Takaris McKinley claimed by the Bengals. He, uh, you know, there was room for him since Carlos Dunlap went to the Seahawks. And it's kind of a funny situation. It's like, you know, they got rid of their disgruntled player to just get another disgruntled player from another team. So. Uh, Tack McKinley is basically replacing that hole that the Bengals had in uh, disgruntled players. They're like, you know, we kind of lost uh, our edge in our disgruntled uh, player spot, so let's get another disgruntled player so we can uh, fortify uh, that that hole that we have in our in our roster. And that's what they did. But uh, this will be a good move for McKinley because I think he can kind of, you know, he's going into free agency here soon and he might be able to st- establish some momentum uh, where he you know, he looks like a, a, a decent player because <laughs> uh, he wasn't looking like a decent player for the Falcons. Uh, that's the hope anyway, but uh, at least he'll get a shot, and uh, I wish him luck on the Bengals. It's a good move by the Bengals, though, because, again, they had that hole there at the uh, defensive end spot, and McKinley can, can fill that for the, the rest of the season. McCaffrey, he's going to be out this week against the Buccaneers, and he's getting a second opinion on his shoulder. It's kind of tragic. I mean, they're saying he's going to be available for Week 11, but being out for Week 10 after he just missed so much time, if you're a McCaffrey owner, you really got to be frustrated because losing probably the first overall pick in most drafts, it's tough to overcome, and you know you can't wait till Week 11 to finally get some production from him. Uh, because at that point you're basically out of the playoffs if you know uh, you weren't able to get Mike Davis. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, McCaffrey had an amazing game last week, so it's disappointing not to be able to see him play this week. And then the last bit of news is T.Y. Hilton will, will return for the Thursday night game tonight. That's exciting, except for T.Y. Hilton has been pretty non-existent anyway, so even when he does play, you have to check the stat line to see if uh, he was even out there uh, contributing to the offense. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was definitely Andrew Luck dependent, 
and as you know, Andrew Luck's been gone for a couple seasons now, so that's how long it's been since T.Y. Hilton's been relevant, and he's basically thriving, or at least on people's rosters, uh, in name only and reputation, but it'll be good news for him to get back, and maybe, you know, out of the blue, Philip Rivers starts throwing to him again, and uh, he can start being productive, but uh, if you drafted T.Y. Hilton, uh, all the expectations that you had for him, you got to be really disappointed because T.Y. Hilton met none of those expectations, not any of them, and he's probably been where you drafted him, probably one of the, your biggest disappointments uh, at that position because you figured he might be able to be like a number two receiver on your team, and he hasn't even been a number six receiver on your team, uh, and, and now in most leagues he's probably on the waiver wire. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke? And Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting Now This first matchup we're gonna preview is the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. And the Eagles are favored by three and a half points. The, we all know the Giants can't beat anybody but the Washington football team, so it's not a question on if the Eagles win. I think they do. It's do they cover the three and a half points? And I just like the weapons on the Eagles better. I, th I think they do cover the three and a half, even though they're the visiting team. So I would take the Eagles in this one, give up the three and a half points. I think you'll be happy. The Eagles defense is really solid. They're a top 10 unit, and if you have them or they happen to be on the waiver wire somewhere, you need to go and get them because their playoff schedule is ridiculous. They're going to play some pretty soft teams, and it's really going to help your squad because they're going to score some points off of that. In regards to the starts and sits, you know, obviously Miles Sanders, he's back, so you need to play him. And he might not get a lot of rushing yards because the Giants do a good job with, uh, the you know, stopping the running back on the ground, but they give up a ton of points to the running back out of the backfield. They just can't cover that running back. And Miles Sanders is just as effective catching the ball as he is running the ball. So I'm expecting a big day for Miles Sanders in this matchup. Uh, you know, Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, they're both going to be uh, active. And I think this could be Jalen Rager's breakout rookie game in this one just because James Bradbury is going to be guarding uh, Fulgham most of the game. And I really think it's going to open up Rager to get a lot of targets which, you know, equals a lot of production. You're going to sit uh, pretty much nobody on uh, <laughs> on the Eagles, besides probably uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, I know I'm like, oh, it's going to be a breakout for Rager, and Fulgham's going to have a good game. Wentz is the one throwing to him, or to them, but the Giants do a good job at uh, defending the, the quarterback, whether it's rushing or passing. So I don't expect Carson Wentz to have a big game. You know, I, I do like Carson Wentz the rest of the way, just like I like the defense because of the matchups, but this is not one that I like Carson Wentz 
uh, individually. And, and Dallas Goddard, you know, he's coming back. Everyone's excited. He's going to get a lot of targets. But the Giants do well against that tight end position. So I'm not quite sold on Dallas Goddard. You know, we only got like 15 yards last game. I need to see more from him before I'm confident in putting him in, in my starting lineup. And especially with a bad matchup, I don't think he's a good play. In regards to the Giants, you know, Sterling Shepard, I'm starting him just because how much uh, Daniel Jones looks to him target-wise. He's a, he's the number one receiver in New York, and uh, Daniel Jones has a pretty good chemistry with him. So Sterling Shepard's my man. Uh, you need to play him with confidence. And then Evan Ingram, he actually did pretty well last week with a good matchup. So maybe we're warming up to Evan Ingram. I was pretty upset with him having good matchups and not doing anything. But here's another good matchup. Eagles are top four just in not defending the tight end very well. They're, they're one of the worst at it. And so I think this is going to open up Evan Ingram to have a pretty big game. And this could be finally his breakout into top three tight end category. Uh, you know, we can only hope. Anyway, you're sitting everyone else. Uh, Devonta Freeman's hurt still. Uh, and he's probably going to remain that way for a little bit. So you're, they're really going to be relying on Wayne Gallman, Alfred Morris, and Deion Lewis. And the Eagles are great at stopping anybody. So I don't think any of the three are going to be really relevant. You know, Deion Lewis is more of their receiving running back. Eagles can defend that just as well. So all the way around, this is going to be, I think it's going to be uh, more entertaining than what it looks like on paper because both teams have pretty good defenses, but I think that you're going to see some production from Evan Ingram, Miles Sanders, and Jalen Rager in this one. So we will see, but, uh, you know, it's It'll be a good uh, appetizer for the uh, the rest of the week. This next matchup is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers are 14-point favorites. 14. And I might agree with that, except for the fact that, you know, as bad as the Jaguars' defense is, uh, Luton showed me something last week against Houston, and the Packers' defense isn't anything to write home about either. So, you know, you give me 14 points, I'm taking the Jaguars in this one. Obviously they lose, but they don't lose by more than two touchdowns. I just don't see that happening. But having said that, this matchup for the Packers, if you have anyone on the Packers, you're just salivate, salivating at the mouth. Like, everybody is starting worthy. And on top of just being starter worthy, you're expecting huge performances just all the way around in this one. The only Packer I would bench is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and that's just because Alan Lazard is coming back, and I think that takes away from a lot of his targets. So unless he gets a big play, I, I think he's going to be pretty irrelevant in this one. But Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I think he'll have the best week of everybody. Uh, just he's going to be, you know, 400 yards passing, four touchdowns. I... You know, obviously that's a really high, high uh, floor, and I'm not saying that's going to be his floor. You know, I think uh, 300 yards, two touchdowns is his floor in this one, and anything on top of that is gravy. But you, you know, if you have Aaron Rodgers, you're a happy man. And then you know, Aaron, the Aaron brothers, Aaron Jones, he's supposed to be playing, so uh, he played last week. This is another great matchup for him. The Jaguars cannot defend the running back to save their lives. They give up really big performances, and Aaron Jones is a 
top five back. So I, I think you're going to be seeing a lot of Aaron Jones and, you know, even receiving. I think that's where he gets a lot of his touchdowns. He'll, you know, get those receiving touchdowns from Rodgers, and he's going to have a big game as well. And then you have Devontae Adams. I mean, four out of the last five weeks, he's, you know, been a top five wide receiver, and he's had multiple touchdown games, like, you know, in like three of those. So there's no way that Devontae Adams isn't set up to have another just major blow-up game, and uh, you should be excited about that. But Alan Lazard, I want to bring him up just because he's going to be back, and he's kind of scary to play because it's his first game in a long while, but, you know, he before he got hurt, his last game was, you know, a really good game. He had the two touchdowns, 100 yards. People were picking him up off the waiver wire. Well, now he's back, and I wouldn't put him past. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him to do something similar in this one. So if you have uh, Alan Lazard, you need to put him in the lineup and just take the chance on it, because you don't want him to have that big, uh, that big game, and you had him on your bench. Robert Tanyan, Jay Sternberger. I actually like Jay Sternberger in this one because the Jaguars are horrible at defending the tight end, and I think. Uh, both Tanyan and Sternberger are set up to have big games. And more so Tanyan, of course, but I think Sternberger can get those sneaky touchdowns. So you definitely need to be looking at Sternberger. And then for the Jaguars, obviously James Robinson. James Robinson is just a beast. The Packers can't defend the running back. They're one of the worst in the whole entire league. So play James Robinson with confidence. I think he's a top three back this week. Uh, even with the, you know, if the Packers get a big lead, the Jaguars still give Robinson a lot of volume. Uh, so just throw him in there. This is a great matchup. You're going to be satisfied. DJ Chark, same thing. If they're playing from behind, that means a lot of targets. And the one thing I liked about Luton was he targeted DJ Chark a lot. He realizes that he's the best receiver on the team, and that's where he needs to go. And it paid off for him. So in this matchup, I think it's the same type of thing. He's going to get a lot of targets, and he's going to have a productive fantasy day. So you're sitting Jake Luton. Packers do all right against the quarterback position, and we don't have enough of Jake Luton to be confident that we should be throwing him out there and starting him. And Keelan Cole has just been on a nosedive these last three weeks. You know, he... He was a pickup not too long ago off the waiver wire where he was getting targets, and those all just evaporated and disappeared. Uh, it's like uh, Keelan Cole was a nice flower that just went right into the desert and evaporated into nothing because that's what he's been producing in fantasy football these last uh, three weeks. And then LaVishka Chenault, kind of the same thing. He's... You know, he's a rookie, he has potential, but he's not even roster-worthy right now with uh, his production. So he's on the bench in this one as well. And then uh, Tyler Eifert, they barely use the tight end this year. Tyler Eifert is their tight end. I don't see a a big game from him in this one. So he needs to be on your bench. But uh, this is an intriguing game just because you're going to be watching it and cheering on all the fantasy points you can be getting. Uh, with uh, with the Packers. This next game, I'm a little less excited about than I was the Jaguars-Packers. It's the Washington football team at the Detroit Lions. 
The Lions are favored by three and a half points. And I'll be honest, I just don't trust the Lions. I don't trust Matthew Stafford. He has a great matchup. He jokes. He has a bad matchup. He does great. And granted, this is a bad matchup, so he might just blow it up in this one. But uh, regardless, I'm taking Washington and getting the three and a half points. I think if Detroit wins, it's not by more than a field goal. So regarding fantasy football, who are you starting? Who are you sitting? Alex Smith is a great start here. Now, he scares me too, just because he doesn't throw the ball very far downfield. Uh, it's all within the, you know, the five to ten yard range. And it's just great to see Alex Smith on the football field after what happened. And I'm be honest, I'm terrified every time he plays. Like, you know, protect that leg. You know, you know the last thing you want is to see something happen to that leg again. So, um, though there is a little anxiety watching the Washington football team with Alex Smith being quarterback, I think you can start him this week with some confidence. And that's the same with Antonio Gibson. Uh, well, I take that back. Do not start Antonio Gibson because he has a great matchup, but he's banged up and he's probably looking like he's not going to play. So if that's the case, J.D. McKissick, you need to start him all over the place because the Lions, especially receiving uh, that running back out of the backfield receiving the ball, just annihilates the Lions. They cannot stop it. J.D. McKissick is the guy that can uh, really make a difference in this because he's such a great receiving back. I mean, he was a wide receiver in college, so you know he can catch the ball. And I just really like this matchup. And if Antonio Gibson doesn't end up playing, you really need to go all in with J.D. McKissick. I think he's going to have a top five running back production week uh, in this one. Steven Sims, he's back from the IR. I like him in this one because Alex Smith has to throw it to someone. And I I think it's going to be Steven Sims from the slot. Lions can't defend that slot receiver very well. And that's where Steven Sims does all his damage. So I think he has a pretty uh, worthy week in fantasy football. And then uh, basically everyone else you're sitting. You're, you're sitting uh, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas. Terry McLaurin I really like a lot just in general. But for some reason in this one I think they're going to bottle him up. Alex Smith can't throw the ball very deep. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of big plays where Terry McLaurin kind of... uh, And I get it. I know what you're going to say. He just had one last week with Alex Smith. Alex Smith threw him uh, a 52-yard bomb. And I get it, but I don't see that happening consistently. That's not Alex Smith's game. And uh, I think him and, and Logan Thomas, on top of that, are going to have pretty mediocre games. Regards to the Lions, I think you can start TJ Hawkinson. I mean, the Redskins can't defend the tight end position. So TJ Hawkinson, I think, is a top three tight end play this week. You need to be all over him. If you have him, you're starting him and and being pretty confident. But everyone else you're sitting. Matthew Stafford, Redskins defend the quarterback pretty well, so you're, you're not worried about Matthew Stafford. But again, like I said, he has a good matchup. He'll blow up. He has a horrible or a great matchup, and he can't do anything. It's I can't figure this guy out. Um, Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, they, the Washington football team is great at defending the rush. That's unfortunate for Adrian Peterson. And DeAndre Swift won't be looking very swift in this one. 
He'll be looking very slow and bottled up because that's what will happen with this running game for Detroit. Detroit doesn't have a great running game in the first place. So Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, I think they bottle them up. Uh, they're not going to be doing very much against this Washington football team defense. And to be honest, like I said, I'm not excited about this game. I think this is one of those ones where, you know, you, you can have five games going on in the morning, which is kind of crazy because it's kind of reversed. Usually you have the, you know, three games in the evening, all the games in the morning. And this time you have five games in the morning and, you know, the five games in the uh, the afternoon. So uh, I, I kind of like it. I like the, uh, it's more games to watch and be able to pay attention to. But overall, the Washington football team and the, de de uh, <laughs> the Detroit Lions, uh, unless you're a fan of one of those teams, you're, you're probably not really tuning into this game. This next one is going to be one of those games where you're kind of captivated and, and want to watch. Not because the teams are any good, but it's a lot of exciting players and a lot of fantasy relevance. And to be honest, they're two mediocre teams. It's the Houston Texans at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are favored by three, although I'm picking the upset. I think the Houston Texans come to play. I know they give up a lot of uh, points to the Jaguars, and, and Cleveland's definitely better than the Jaguars. But just call it a hunch. I'm, I'm taking the Texans over the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are not as good as what the record is, and they're going to start their downslide. Anyway... Regards to starting and sitting, you need to start Deshaun Watson. He is, you know, he's a stud, and you're really seeing now that Bill O'Brien is fired. You know, he kind of had a conservative offense approach to uh, this offense, and they're opening it up a lot more and letting Watson do his thing, which they should be doing because the Texans' offense looks completely different, and it's a lot more fun and entertaining and effective so I mean who cares if it's entertaining and fun but if it's effective then that's what matters and I, I like the Texans offense a lot better now that O'Brien is gone but Deshaun Watson's going to run the ball throw it over the field he's going to have a really big game he, I actually think he has a top three quarterback performance this week which we'll get into pretty soon but uh, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb you need to start all three they're going, well, well, at least one of them is going to have a really big game. The other ones can still be effective, even if they don't have a big game. But I think that's the question, like which one's going to have the big game out of the three. They're all capable. Uh, my money's obviously on Will Fuller. He's the number one receiver. He's gotten a touchdown the last five weeks. And uh, that consistency is tough to match. So uh, I would put my money on him. Now, bench-wise, Jordan Aikens, Darren Fells, the Browns are defending the tight end pretty well. So, and it's not just that. I just think that uh, I don't want to guess the target volume between the two. Who scores the touchdown? There's just there's too many variables in that whole thing. And when there's two tight ends, it's tough to pick which one's going to be the effective one. So I just want to I want to wash my hands clean of that whole situation and just not start either of them. Now, Duke Johnson's intriguing. David Johnson has a concussion. He's probably not going to play. That makes Duke Johnson very relevant. My issue with Duke Johnson, though, is I don't think this is a good matchup for him. So although this might be his debut of 2020, being the starting running back, uh, I think there's better days ahead if 
depending on how long David Johnson is out, because I, in this one, I don't see a big uh, performance from Duke Johnson in this one. So, unfortunate, but uh, I actually think Duke Johnson's the better running back and should probably taking uh, should probably start taking over the you know the volume of carries anyways okay here's the deal here's the two teams Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers again it's odd there's only five morning games that doesn't happen too often in the NFL these are the uh, heavy slated or scheduled games usually but in this matchup the Buccaneers are favored by six over the Panthers Panthers are at home it's a divisional game I'm taking the Panthers give me those six points I get that the Buccaneers played really bad last week and everyone thinks they're gonna have their bounce back game but I don't see it I I, I think they you know the Buccaneers still will probably win this game but I don't think it's going to be the uh thrashing that people seem to think and you know i've seen a lot of people having tom brady being the start of the week and how you need to start tom brady well i have him on my bench i think he's outside the top 12 i not saying that he's not worthy like doesn't have a performance that's good enough to win but i just think that uh, tom brady is again outside the top 12 and shouldn't be started um i also have that with mike evans and antonio brown rob gronkowski I I think if the Buccaneers are going to win this game, it's going to be on the ground, and there's not going to be enough targets to go around between those three, and it's going to, you know, if they're able to be effective with the few targets they do get, yeah, it could end up being a good fantasy day, but I'm not banking on it based off of what, you know, I think the target volume is going to be. But Chris Godwin, you know, it's, it's a bad matchup, and I think he will get those targets. Uh, Brady will be looking for Godwin all day, so I think he's he's a good start in this one uh, you never want to you know anyone that's as heavily targeted as Godwin is you don't want to put on your bench and uh, and obviously I'm not saying to bench Mike Evans I, I think you start him but just temper your expectations on that um, but yeah Chris Godwin you, you need to be playing him and then uh, Ronald Jones Leonard Fournette you know, with Ronald Jones, I don't know if it's going to be the running back situation where he fumbled last week, and with Bruce Arians, running backs that fumble tend to go on the witness protection program, uh, never to be seen from again. Let's hope that's not the case with Ronald Jones because he's really having a great season. And this matchup is just prime, you know. The, the Panthers can't defend the running back position. They can't defend the running back receiving the ball out of the backfield. So I think those eat up a lot of targets as well. And Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are just going to feast. And I think you can start both of them with some confidence. I think they're both top 30 running backs and deserve to be on rosters, especially in 12-man leagues. Uh, they both need to be started. Uh, having said that, the in regards to the Carolina Panthers, I think really Curtis Samuel, again, he's had two good weeks, and I think they continue it. Uh, the Buccaneers are a great defense, but they need to go somewhere. The Panthers need to go somewhere. It's going to be that, that slot position, and Samuel's just so versatile. He gets a lot of carries. He gets those quick you know, hits where uh, wide receiver screens where he's able to do some damage. Uh, I just like his skill set in this game to produce points, 
so you can start him with confidence. And then Ian Thomas, I mean, we always have him on here, and he never scores. I think it's more of the same. Ian Thomas should be started. The Buccaneers can't defend the tight end position very well, but they will not use Ian Thomas, and he won't be effective, unfortunately. But the matchup, again, is there for Ian Thomas. With with how good the tight end schedule has been for the Panthers, Ian Thomas should be a top-five tight end easily. Easily a top-five tight end, but he won't be. He, he uh, unfortunately, will uh, waste this golden opportunity. Uh, you're sitting Teddy Bridgewater. Buccaneers are just relentless on defense this doesn't bode well for Bridgewater and what you can expect from him fantasy football wise although he had an amazing game last week against the Chiefs and really uh did way better than what everyone projected Uh, I don't think he has a repeat performance of that and then Mike Davis poor Mike Davis he gets to replace McCaffrey again Uh, this is his prime opportunity maybe his curtain call at being the running back and he has to play the number one team against the rush which is the Buccaneers and that's going to really affect Mike Davis's performance so his last performance potentially could be one of his worst I don't think he really does very much in this one and then Robbie Anderson DJ Moore I again I like Curtis Samuel I think they bottle up both of those guys and they don't have a productive game especially DJ Moore he's been pretty disappointing the last couple weeks and uh, this is a good matchup uh, against DJ Moore, so I'm not going to put my money on him knowing that he's already had two bad performances and uh, this is a bad matchup for him. It, it just I'm staying away from him in this one for sure. Anyway, again, I'm excited about this game. I think this is one of the more intriguing games of the uh, Sunday morning slate, and it'll be interesting to see if the Buccaneers can, can bounce back and... Uh, Get another W in the column. Now here we go. This is always the fun part of the show where we give you our FanDuel lineup and hope to win you guys some money. We were on a three-week winning streak of being in the money, but uh, last week it came to a crashing halt. Thank you, Justin Jackson. You know, he got injured, didn't get a carry. Chase Edmonds disappointed. Steelers defense really disappointed. So... Having said that, we'll get right back at it, and now that a streak is over, we will start a new streak. The quarterback position, I have Aaron Rodgers. He's playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville's horrible against the quarterback. They give up passing yards like you, like parents give out candy at uh, Halloween to their kids. Uh, just has been that way all season long. Jacksonville can't stop offenses from scoring. You know, luckily Jacksonville has been able to score, just not enough. In this one, Aaron Rodgers is at home. The weather's going to be pretty decent. So having said all of that, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. I think he is the play. I think he's the top quarterback. He is expensive. He's $8,400. But, hey, I get it. That's fine. I'll, I'll take Aaron Rodgers at $8,400 anytime if I, you know, he has the week that I think he's going to have. My first running back spot is James Robinson. Green Bay, as good as, of an offense as they have, they're just as bad stopping the run on defense. James Robinson does pretty well against pretty good running defenses, and the Packers are not that. So I expect big things from him. Even if they fall behind and the Jaguars have to you know, try to catch up, 
I think James Robinson, you know, he gets enough targets to be effective at running back. At $7,300, I like the play. I'm putting him in there. My number two running back is Melvin Gordon against the Raiders. The Raiders cannot stop the running back out of the backfield, uh, you know, receiving the ball. And Melvin Gordon, although Philip Lindsay will still be mixed in there a little bit because he's going to play. I just like Melvin Gordon's potential in this one. I think he has a breakout game. And Melvin Gordon's been quiet the last couple weeks, and I think he comes back with a roar this week against this Raiders defense. My Well, and especially at $6,600, uh, that's a good deal for me, you know. There's there's a lot of running back matchups I really like, like Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, but I just don't have the budget for it. And uh, that's part of the key with FanDuel is trying to fit all those plays that you like on a budget that fits your team. And with what I did at receiver, the uh, Melvin Gordon was a, a good play right here. My number one receiver is Devontae Adams. He's at $9,500, so obviously that took up a large part of my budget. But with the way Devontae Adams has been playing, you know, consecutive games of 200 yards receiving, two consecutive games of multiple touchdowns, uh, I just see that continuing. Even with Alan Lazard coming back, I think there's room for both to have pretty good, uh, pretty good days. So I'm putting, uh, you know, I'm starting Devontae Adams because everyone else will be starting him too, and you don't want to lose out on those points. Uh, my number two wide receiver is Bobby Trees, better known as Robert Woods. He's at $7,200. He's playing the Seahawks. That's all that needs to be said. Seahawks are the worst at everything if it involves passing defense. And I think that opens the door for Cooper Cup as well. But I think Robert Woods gets the majority of the targets. And that's what I'm chasing is the more, you know, the opportunities. Um, But it's really a toss-up between the two. I'm just going with old Bobby Trees on this one. The next one is... Uh, the next receiver spot is T. Higgins for the Bengals, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And as good as the Steelers' defense is, they aren't very good at defending the wide receiver position. I liked Tyler Boyd a lot, but he's a little more expensive, so I couldn't fit him in the uh, in my salary cap. But T. Higgins, I could, and he gets almost as many targets. So I like that play here, and I am going with T. Higgins on this one. At tight end. The, uh, I have Jordan Reed for the 49ers. He's only $5,000, and the Saints are really bad at defending the tight end position. And I get that Ross Dwelly is still going to be relevant, but Jordan Reed's the athlete. He's the bigger playmaker. I think he has a great game against the Saints, and for $5,000, I'll take that risk any day on him having a, a blow-up game in this one. So he's my tight end and fits perfectly in my budget. My flex position is J.D. McKissick. He's the running back for the Washington football team, playing the Detroit Lions, who are just so bad at stopping the running back position. Antonio Gibson is hurt. It's looking like he might not play. And even if he does, you know, uh, Detroit can't stop the receiving running back out of the backfield, and McKissick does it better than most. Uh, I just really like this play here. I think J.D. McKissick is really going to blow up, especially if he gets the backfield to himself. And at $5,300, uh, that's a good flex play for me. With that opportunity for that amount of money, I will go with that every day of the week. And then to cap it all off with my defense, you know, I've been talking about them earlier on in the podcast, but the Philadelphia Eagles 
with that defense playing the Giants, with Daniel Jones, who likes to fumble and throw picks. The Eagles are a top 10 defense, and they have great matchups, but this is a good matchup in itself this week. They're at $4,600, and I just don't see another defense that I feel this confident in. So I'm rolling with the Eagles at $4,600, and that leaves me absolutely $0 in salary. That's what happens when you kind of do the Devontae Adams-Aaron Rodgers combo. But, you know, with every quarterback pick, you need to have that wide receiver or tight end combo with it. And that's what I did here. It uh, cost me a lot, but uh, I'm confident that it's at least going to get me into the money this week. So make your lineups, take this into consideration, and I hope it pays off for you. Now it's time for the Burke and Mizdawiz Malkabon Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. Now it's time for the Stars of the Week. And this is where we go through the top three uh, players at each position based off of what we think their pa- uh, fantasy football performance is going to be. At number three, at quarterback, is going to be Jared Goff versus Seattle. We don't have to say much about this. Jared Goff's an inconsistent quarterback, but does well when he has good matchups. And this is more than a good matchup. This is a great matchup. And for all, you know, for Seattle representing a animal that is in the air majority of the time, they do a really bad job of defending balls that are in the air. So it's really against character for a, a team representing a bird of prey. But regardless, Jared Goff is destined to have a really good week. You got Bobby Trees, Cooper Cup. And uh, I think that's actually enough. That's all you need. Uh, With as bad as Seattle is at defending the pass, it'll be a heyday for for them. My number two star of the week is Deshaun Watson for the Houston Texans. He's uh, going to Cleveland. This matchup just looks like gold on paper. Deshaun Watson's going to get a lot of rushing yards. He's going to get a lot of passing yards. He's going to eat Cleveland alive. And that's why I think the Houston Texans upset the Cleveland Browns is because they won't be able to detain him. I mean, when you have Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, all at your disposal, uh, not even, you know, I'm not even mentioning uh, Darren Fells and uh, Jordan Akins. I just think that, uh, yeah, there's nothing that I don't like about this. My number one, and I've been talking about it all week my last two podcasts for sure. Definitely today you've heard more than what you want about it. Aaron Rodgers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's at home. The weather is nice. Aaron Rodgers is primed to have a an amazing week. And I think he has the number one week of the season. But we've already talked about it, so I'll move on. Running back. My number three running back is James Conner at Cincinnati. The Bengals defense is improving, but it's not improving on defending the rush. James Conner had a bad week last week where we thought maybe it'd have a, you know have a good outcome. I think the Steelers are going to stick to the rush this time and really take advantage of the weak Cincinnati rush defense, and that means a lot of James Conner. So he's my number three. My number two, which we kind of talked about already this week, is James Robinson at Green Bay. He is on the other side of the massacre of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Even with them playing from behind, I think James Robinson will be relevant and will get a lot of yards on the ground. And then my number one running back is Nick Chubb 
for Cleveland against Houston. I Houston just can't defend the rush. You saw what Dalvin Cook did. You saw what Derrick Henry did. You saw what basically everyone did against this Houston uh, Texans defense. And Nick Chubb is finally back from IR. And I think he's one of the top running uh, backs in all of football. So he's going to do very bad things. And Nick Chubb isn't cleared off of IR yet, but he will be for this game. And he will be the top play of the whole entire week. Wide receiver, number three, I have Will Fuller. And, of course, Deshaun Watson needs someone to throw to. And Will Fuller's his number one receiver. It's against Cleveland. You know, I do like Randall Cobb in this because Cleveland can't defend the slot. But Will Fuller, he's getting touchdowns five consecutive weeks against a really good matchup like Cleveland. I expect him to do more. And he slides into my top three. My number two is Bobby Trees, Robert Woods versus Seattle. It doesn't take a genius to know that Seattle can't defend the pass, and Bobby Trees is their go-to receiver. Cooper Cup will get a lot of targets too, but he's banged up a little bit, and I just have more confidence in Robert Woods to have that big breakout game this week. And you know he's had a you know he had two touchdowns a couple weeks ago, and uh, uh, I think he's going to have a similar type game in this one against a, a, an even worse defense. My number one, of course, is Devontae Adams versus Jacksonville. We talked about this at nauseum today. So uh, put Devontae Adams in. He's going to, for the third straight week, be the number two receiver. And this time a Seattle wide receiver will not pass him in points. Count on Devontae Adams. He will be the guy. Tight end. I have Eric Ebron for the Steelers against Cincinnati. The Bengals are really bad. I mean, they're bad at stopping the rush. They're just a little bit better, but still pretty bad at defending the tight end. Eric Ebron has had a great game last week against the Dallas Cowboys, and I think Ben keeps uh, or continues to look his way, and Eric Ebron's primed to have a breakout game. I mean, his matchup's too good. There's not a lot of good tight end matchups in this one. Eric Ebron will be one of them. Number two is Evan Ingram versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia is one of the worst teams. For as much as they use the tight end, they're one of the worst teams at defending the tight end. They just can't do it. Evan Ingram, you know, he had a good week last week, so he gives you some confidence that uh, his early season bust against really good matchups is over. And Evan Ingram will be getting the Daniel Jones connection, and this will be the only thing working for that Giants defense, or Giants offense against this Philadelphia defense. And then my number one, which, be careful because he didn't practice today, so he could be out, but if he does play, TJ Hawkinson versus Washington is going to be one of the plays of the week. Washington football team cannot defend the tight end. Every tight end has a good week against them. T.J. Hawkinson is involved whether he has a bad matchup or a good matchup, and this happens to be a fantastic matchup. T.J. Hawkinson is the guy. He's going to be the number one tight end this week. Play him. Have confidence in him. He is our number one star of the week at the tight end position. So it'll be really interesting to see how close I am. Uh, we've actually done pretty well last week. Uh, for the last couple weeks, we've had uh, you know been able to nail a couple. So... Uh, I feel good in these picks, and let's see how close we get. 
that will do it for our show today. You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Ms. The Wiz Montalban. Enjoy the game today against the Colts and the Titans. And we'll be back at it tomorrow to go through the Sunday evening games as well as the Sunday night and Monday night games. So in the meantime, enjoy the day and uh, let's get ready for this weekend.